Friends, the gospel reading for our second core value of faithful is found in Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 to 21. Matthew 25, 14 to 21, as Jesus teaches his disciples. For those of you who are able, would you please stand and honor the reading of the gospel? Jesus is speaking about what the kingdom of God is like. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one he gave five bags of gold, to another two bags, and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five more bags. So also the one who had two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five. Master, he said, you entrusted me with five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. And his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. This is the word of God for the people of God. And thanks be to God. Let's play Jeopardy together this morning. I'll take geysers for 200, Alex. Geysers for 200. It is the world's most famous geyser, a must-see for visitors to Yellowstone National Park. It erupts 20 times a day. The eruption goes into the air. The water spurs into the air 130 to 40 feet high. The temperature of the water is 203 degrees. Intervals of every 50 to 110 minutes. Does anyone want to play Jeopardy? Do you have an answer? Who has an answer? Ah, what is Old Faithful? How many of you have seen Old Faithful? I have not. Many of you have. I still need to make that journey. Today's word, today's focus, today's core value is faithful. Last night, uh, we gathered here in the sanctuary, and Allie Hanks and Jackson Sowell were united in marriage near the beginning of the marriage ceremony. It's called the Declaration of Intention, officially. It's where I asked Allie last night, I said, Allie, will you have Jackson to be your husband, to live together in holy marriage? Will you love him, comfort him, honor and keep him in sickness and in health? And the next part are these words, and forsaking all others, be faithful to him as long as you both shall live. The word is faithful. Jesus uses it here in this parable of the bags of gold. He entrusts his wealth to servants. The man goes away and gives five bags to one and two bags to another and one bag to the other. 
those with the five bags and two bags, it says, put their money to work and gain five and two more. The man who had one bag of gold hides it. He digs a hole and puts it in the ground. He's afraid of his master's wrath and doesn't want to lose what he's been entrusted with. This is a lesson on what it means to be faithful. And Jesus is suggesting that the important question for faithfulness is, how is it that you use whatever it's been given to you? How do you use what God has given to you? That's the question of faithful. It is the second core value here at State Street. It's not open for debate. It's not negotiable. It's not open for amendments based on Robert's rules of order. The whole core value statement is this. Faithful, we practice active and meaningful participation through our prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. Sound familiar? Those are the membership vows. It's not multiple choice. These are the five things that as United Methodist Christians, we believe reflect how we love God and want to follow Jesus in the world. This core value relates to how we recognize that our discipleship is lived out in these five ways. When I meet with people wanting to unite with the church, I often tell them, I'm not interested in you being a good member. What I'm interested in is you being a good disciple of Jesus. And these are just five ways that we see that that is given life and meaning. Our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness. Our prayers, do we cultivate that relationship with God that God desires for us in prayer? speaking to God and listening to God every day. And I hope you won't do what sometimes I do and others do, which is get hung up on whether I'm using the right words or the right technique in prayer. In my mind, there is no such thing as bad prayer. There's just prayer. And I think God wants most of us, most of all, for us to be free and honest and authentic in the way that we express to God our deepest desires and hungers. All prayer is good prayer. We make it too complicated sometimes. It's just opening your heart and your mind and your soul to God. Sometimes the best prayer is just, God, help me. Help me, Lord. Is a good, good prayer. I love the book by Anne Lamont. She has a book she entitled The Three Essential Prayers, and the three essential prayers are help, thanks, and wow. Don't make it complicated. Make that connection with God. Presence. Our presence. We, we say to one another that unless, unless I'm sick or unless I'm out of town, I'm going to be here in worship I'm going to be present. I'm going to show up. And that's not just so the numbers look good. The reality is that the Spirit of God dwells within each of us. And when there are more of us gathered, guess what happens? There is a sense of the presence of God in a more powerful way. If you've ever given a talk or ever sang a solo, and you've been, it's a, you can practice all you want in an empty arena or an empty sanctuary. It's completely different when there are human beings. Why is that? It's because the Spirit of God meets Spirit of God in one another. And there's this energy. 
There's a power that exists from the presence of one another that is a gift from God. Our gifts, our gifts, we commit that we will use our gifts. And financially, that is a commitment to be generous. And in the Bible, it talks about tithing. And some of us were taught tithing. Maybe some of us weren't. That 10% that from the very beginning we offer to God, not because that's all that God deserves, but 10% represents the 100%. Everything that God has given to me and to you, that's what it represents. When I got a dollar allowance a week, I got 10 dimes and I knew that one of those dimes went in the Sunday school offering or the church offering. When I, when I got a raise to $5 a week, it was 50 cents. And $10, unimaginable, when I was making a measly $1 a week. A dollar. And so we were taught generosity. And the generosity that we're taught is that we are responding to God's generosity in Pastor Paul's prayer. And if you could have heard Lee's prayer at the early service, we are just responding. We're just trying to mirror God's faithfulness in how we use our gifts. Service. How do we serve in the church? How do we serve in the community? And when I talk to people about that aspect of their discipleship, I want them to think, don't just think in terms of the walls of the church. How is it you serve in the walls, beyond, but beyond the walls of this church? How is it that you're being a light out into the world? And so think about, think about that way of service inside the walls, outside the walls. And then finally, witness. How is it that we witness? And sometimes we get a little, we get a little queasy with that word witness. Because we've confused witness with maybe going up to somebody in the line at Dairy Queen. Are you saved? Do you know Jesus? Friends, witnessing is not assaulting someone that you don't even know with the gospel. Witness, witness is understanding that the light of Christ that dwells in us, there is a way that every day, the way that we live our lives in simple, consistent ways, Hopefully somebody will see a glimpse or catch a glimpse of, of Jesus in our life. That's witness. Sometimes the way we've sought to witness has pushed people further away from Jesus than to draw them in. It's being sensitive to the fact that I live my life in a particular way and maybe it's a coworker, maybe it's a classmate, maybe it's somebody in my own family that over time they see that my life is different, your life is different, and there might be a critical moment where they say, you know what, how is it that you seem so calm? How is it that you seem so steady in your life? And there is the opportunity there the door is cracked because of a trusting relationship that you have. And there's when you can say, you know what? I am a person of faith. I'm a Christian. And for me, that means that God is faithful. However, you will say it better than I could tell you how to say it right here. It's a means of just allowing that consistent way. If you're a business person, be fair in your business. Show you love your employee. Do those things that are consistent. That's your witness. It's the way that we live our lives day in and day out. The Word is faithful with our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, 
and our witness. Every single one of our core values has an accountability question. It is a question that helps us know, am I doing this? Am I living this particular core value? Last week we talked about welcoming. And so the accountability question, have I ever invi have, have I invited someone to State Street? Or have I welcomed someone when I get here that I don't know? The accountability question for today's faithful core value is this. Do I actively and meaningfully pray, attend, tithe, volunteer, and serve, and witness? The Word is faithful. And let me say, let me say, there's not a single person, including the person standing in this pulpit, who does those things 100%. We believe as Methodists that you're going on to perfection. You're continuing on a journey. It's not achieving some kind of Pollyanna idea of what perfection is. But we're looking to, to go deeper and we're looking to be more and more faithful. And none of us get it right all of the time. This past Wednesday, this past Wednesday we, we celebrate the life of one of the saints here at State Street, Miss Juanita Milton. How many of you knew Miss Nita? So many of you knew her. She used to sit back there with Cindy and Ron, back in that area right there with, with Maddie McGee and Maddie Couldn't See and, and Ann McCormick and those three ladies there, wise and beautiful and faithful. They never missed. And those of you that knew Miss Nita, you know she didn't have children of her own, but she had nieces and nephews, and she had some of us, some of you, that you would count that she influenced you, that she made a difference in your life. And you might think someone like her who was always so very sweet and kind and really literally smiling and always made you feel welcome, she never ever said a bad word. That's the truth about anyone, you might think that here's a lady, surely to goodness, here's a woman, here's a woman who's had a charmed life. Here's a woman that's had an easy path. How can she be the way she is? And the reality is that's not the case. I did not know her husband, Joe, he passed away. Paul, I think you had Joe's funeral while he was serving here. And I understand Joe was an amazing man in his own right. And for nearly 16 years, he had bone cancer and battled it. And Miss Nita cared for him nearly 16 years. He loses a leg and she cares for him consistently. And I'm told by those of you that know, she never, ever complained. And I said Wednesday to the folks gathered to honor her, I said, how is it that somebody, anybody, can go through that and not be bitter? and angry, and cynical, and jaded. How is it? And the word is faithful. They have connected their own life. They want to mirror God's faithfulness to them. It's an astounding thing. The word is faithful. And I don't know, by the grace of God, I don't know what you think about if you were to get to heaven, if any of us get to heaven by the grace of God, what it is that you want Jesus or God to say to you. But I want to hear these words. This is the most divine compliment you could ever hear. The sweetest words. 
well done. Well done. Good and faithful servant. Let us pray. Holy and loving God, we do thank you for your great faithfulness. It's what brings us here week in and week out. And we do desire to mirror that faithfulness back to you and to the world through our prayers and our presence and our gifts and our service and our witness. Lord, thank you that when we get it wrong, you still love us and you still allow us to take another step in faith with you. Oh God, Bless us, continue to help us to return to you the faithfulness that you deserve, that you have shown us. And we pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, who was and is and always will be your faithfulness made flesh, your Son and our Savior, our brother and our friend. And all those seeking to be faithful in this world did say, Amen.